We're Life is Good. We created our first t-shirt back in 94 when we were fed up with the daily flood of negative news. Sound familiar? Since then, our super soft tees have been helping people make positive connections, reminding us every day that even though life isn't easy or perfect, life is good. Today, we're serving up fresh designs daily and giving 10% of annual profits to help over 1 million kids a year. Join us at lifeisgood.com and let's spread some optimism together. Daniel Madden! Wonderful! Fantastic from Royce. Jude Bellingham, that's excellent. Jude Bellingham, this is absolutely brilliant. Jude Bellingham! Absolutely magnificent! Rina, brilliant from the American. Just like that. Best of clearances! Welcome to the BVB Podcast. If this is your first time listening, we really appreciate you hanging out with us. Um, find us on your preferred podcast platform and YouTube if you search the BVB Podcast. Also find us and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the BVB Pod. And email us, thebvbpod at gmail.com. I nailed it. I'm not going to do an April Fool's joke because we're well past that. I think I didn't stutter once. My name's Jay Carver. How's it going? I feel so hyped. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty... I'm pretty terrible, actually. I mean, I'm not great, but I usually I just no, you stutter my that. way you through the it. intro, and as it, it was going, the game went terribly, but I nailed that freaking intro. I, so. I felt that, actually. That kind of yeah. lifted my spirits. I was pretty depressed <laughs> walking in here, but holy shit. So uh, that, that's it for the episode this week, because yeah. uh, <laughs> not much right else to outro. talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've, been, I've been waiting these past few days to talk about what we just witnessed on Saturday, so... Well, that's, I mean, very upset, but like excited to get into this. That's funny because I'm the opposite where I just don't want to talk about Dortmund at all. I'd be fine. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> and just go have some drinks instead. And yeah. uh, no, but uh, yeah, coming off a pretty, pretty abysmal showing on the weekend in front of a packed full stadium, full capacity crowd, which looked incredible. It was so good to see. Strong start, and then it just went all downhill. So, of course, we're going to preview Leipzig, whether you are excited about it or not. Um, we do have a quick, we'll give a quick women's update about the women's team and a historic stat <laughs> for their inaugural season. Um, we're going to roll through some Twitter questions, and we'll preview Stuttgart, and who knows what else this is going to turn into. Just a whole mess of sadness and anger, and maybe we do need to start drinking during the, <laughs> the, during the podcast, but... Uh, yeah, where, where do we start, Carver? How do we... <laughs> Before we get into the lineups, let's talk about just the absolutely electric atmosphere that this whole city had going into this game. I mean, hours before, you were seeing pictures online of supporters filling the streets and you know families and friends getting together once again for the first time in years. Emotions flowing. People are buzzing, and the stands are absolutely bouncing throughout the stadium. I mean, hell, my heart was racing those uh, the, the pregame on ESPN watching at home. Man, I was fired up for this one. It's beautiful choreo by the uh, the stands as well. I mean, the music, the chants, the energy in the room. It's, what a time to be alive and to be back at the stadium. Yeah, I was glad that ESPN gave us a full pregame. You don't always get that. No, it's like seconds before. Yeah. It's like Holland's like kicking the ball off. I'm like, welcome. I know you paid with, $6 a month for this. Jump in with the lineup and basically get the Bundesliga going, which is something I, I mean, it, it's just a little unfortunate. Um, I, I've mentioned it before. I watch a lot of Premier League and they have a full on production, full show. So you really know what's going on with the league. And that's, that's something that's a little more difficult with Bundesliga watching in the States is it's kind of, you get the game and that's it. Mm-hmm. Also, one thing I, it kind of, it was a revelation. I mean, it's not anything really like mind blowing, but I don't get to watch as much Bundesliga because all the, a lot of the games are at the same time too, Yeah, um, which is unfortunate to uh, not really keep, be as up to date with everything going on in the league, but we got a full pregame with the homie. We can't say he's like our official homie, but Lutz Fonestiel. Yeah. Yeah. Our he Louis sporting director. Cool to see. So he was on there, which is always cool to see. Um, and they, they showed the marching down down the streets and mm-hmm. uh, just the scenes inside the stadium was it was unreal and it's so cool that they gave it the uh, 
like the pomp and circumstance that it deserved yeah. Uh, yeah. as far as coverage in America, but just seeing the crowds with just the scenes were unreal. That's how, I mean, that is like the core of the identity of Borussia Dortmund. I mean, I've been a fan for this team for a decade now and it, I, I, years of anticipation and building um, all these expectations of finally seeing the stadium in person. I, you know, I didn't, I was worried it was going to, maybe not meet those expectations when I finally did visit the stadium in 2020, but it shattered everything. Every expectation I had that was built up for years, just completely thrown out the window, man. I mean, it's a beautiful stadium to see and the fans are great. And I just wish we could have been able to give them anything of real substance in return. Have you noticed on after the Leipzig game, all the Dortmund socials have just been, Shots of the stadium, even just yeah. like random, not even the of the fans inside, but just like, look out this cool sunset of the stadium and the sunset and then shots inside. And it's like, that's all you have to show yeah. from from the weekend. Unfortunately. I like seeing them because it, it, it's cool, but they'll just post these with no captions. It's just like, they probably turn the comments off. It's like, hey, remember how cool the stadium looked? Yeah. And unfortunately, we couldn't perform in, in front of that, which is, that was my prediction was we got a full stadium. The guys are going to be up for it, playing for the, for the fans and Kind of got it for the 15, first 15 minutes. Yes. I can't, I think you said it was like a, you predicted like a two, one or a three, one. And I, yeah. I went with a two, two and I was hoping I'd be wrong, you know, which is with the energy of uh, not only the team, but the fans as well, kind of being too much for Leipzig and they kind of collapsed, but it almost seems like it went the other way. But so TV listed has TV listed us as a back four, even though in possession, we definitely look more of like a back three going into this one had a lot of players back, so no room for excuses with injuries here. We had, what, like Mounier was out, but that was pretty much it. Leipzig lined up uh, mostly in the same shape they do as usual, but with an opposition, or the knowing like they were having an opposition like us, it was going to be a lot more tough than usual, so they looked up, or they looked a little bit more compact than usual. Their strikers sat a tad bit deeper so they could cut the circulation out of our attacks and keep players like Royce and Witzel in their cover shadow. Mostly uh, Andre Silva was doing that with Witzel and Kevin Campo was doing that with Royce. And um, they just wanted to kind of lure us into passing around the back. And then when we make some individual errors, which we always do, that's when they can pounce going into this one. Yeah. Uh, looking at the lineup, I mean, right off the bat, seeing Holland start, this is yep. what we talked about last we week. We didn't and think that would happen. No, we, there was a lot of negativity around um, him being able to start just with the injury he got with Norway and Rosa was saying his ankle was swollen like two days before was, the game. So. I was pretty doubtful. Going, I mean, especially yeah. after hearing that quote, what was on on Thursday, which is mm-hmm. only days before. And yep. we mentioned before that muscles in the ankle or anywhere in the leg can take a long time to recover. So it was pretty surprising to see him back on for sure. Yeah, exciting though. And once I saw that, I was like, we're we're going to win this. We have that part in the the intro where it's like, Holland's back like he's never been away. I and mean, now yeah. he's been back for a few games now, but he still hasn't made that return as far as scoring. He hasn't scored, like scored, four, hasn't four scored since January. Now he's been injured in January, but, but he had at least four, four or five games. Four or five games is pretty insane because his ratio is right always been at like at least a goal a game. He is human, apparently. Uh, we did get confirmation with that. Yeah, pretty pretty frustrating. But the game, it, it seemed like we started strong. Uh, we were we were pressing hard. Yeah, um, we we had a lot of possession. Mm-hmm. Um, we created a couple opportunities. Yeah, easily had the best. 10 to 15 minutes, those first 10 to 15 minutes were easily our best uh, span of the ball all game, easily. And uh, despite, you know, the outstanding outstanding energy from everyone, we did have that slip up in the opening like minute or two. But yeah, once we settled down, grew ourselves into the game and, um, you know, set the tempo, we were able to really press well, like you said, create a lot of chances. And man, in that seven minute, that whole stadium is on their feet thinking Royce is going to be able to net that. Let's talk about that for a sec to start off with. Yeah, how? What are you doing, Royce? <laughs> I just want to know what. Like, uh, I I get. I don't know. I want to say I get dishing it off, but Royce is coming back too. Mm-hmm. Big game, mm-hmm. big atmosphere, dude. You got to put you got to put that away. And he can be a gig, big game player. Excuse me. And I heard the commentators saying, you know, he tried to be clever there, and and Royce is an incredibly clever player. That's one of his best attributes. Is his IQ for attacks and attacks in the game. But I would also argue that he's a very clever finisher as well. I mean, you can go back straight through the, his entire career and look at the 
you know, impossible angles, whether it be, you know, I think it was like his first or second goal for us at Dortmund. It was against Gladbach on that right side of the pitch. I mean, that was an impossible or a very difficult angle. I mean, his free kicks, he's had uh, plenty of half volleys on his left foot. I think he did that in the Champions League at Madrid before. So, you know, it's not like it'd be too unnatural to see him mm-hmm. go for that and net that. But man, yeah, just complete disconnect with Holland there. I mean, that was the whole game. It wasn't just that attack, but that was easily the biggest and best chance that whole game. And we bottled that early on. Yeah. And I think, I mean, how far, I mean, when it, when he passed the ball across to Holland, clearly they're not on the same page, nope. but I'm sure Holland's mind is he's going to shoot this. Yeah. Let me be right there for a rebound. Um, if, if Holland was expecting a little more, he probably would have stayed back because the ball went completely behind him. Yeah. It's, I mean, just the reactions from all the fans and myself included, I just, everyone is putting their head in their hands going like, what just happened? And again, I get where Royce was coming from to be, you know, make a clever play there and gives Holland the explosion of confidence that he needs. You know, the pop in that stadium after the goal in the first few opening minutes would be insane as well. And, you know, that probably just spirals Leipzig into a, you know, chaotic rest of their game. But yeah, just completely, completely bottled that. And, um, you know, this after those first 15 minutes, that's whenever Leipzig looked like they could grow into the game more, and that's whenever they just really started pressing us more and pinning us back and, you know, forcing us just into those sideways passes, and that's whenever we conceded uh, pretty early on as well. Yeah, we, we did have another chance in the 13th minute. It was pretty lucky as far as it was a cross coming in from uh, mm-hmm. Wolf uh, down the right-hand side that kind of bounced over the Leipzig, luckily bounced over the Leipzig defender, fell right right to Holland, who mm-hmm. missed it too. And that was pretty much where, where it ended for us. Like you said, they, they kind of settled in the game. I heard in some interviews after the game um, with, with Leipzig players, them coming out and saying, we knew it was going to be a tough start. Um, so you knew they were well-prepped going into this game. Yep. Hey, full stadium. Uh, they got some guys back. They're going to be high energy. They're going to come at us strong, which we don't always see a start strong. So it was good to see yeah. that, but they were ready for it. Like, and they, they just kind of sat back and took all the pressure and then it was pretty much game over. After. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they weathered the storm really well and they were really well disciplined as well. I mean, I get Rosa, his game plan looked like, you know, hit him hard and hit him fast and early in this game get the crowd behind us and the energy going, the attacks flowing. And hopefully, you know, again, that just catches Leipzig off guard and it's just kind of game over for them really early on. But yeah, they were just really well disciplined with their defense. I mean, they just sat back, were so incredibly patient and just waited to pounce on those opportunities. And, you know, you know, with teams like us, it's going to be, we're prone to making those mistakes at the back. So the first goal with Chan giving the ball away, I mean, it's just it's just typical Chan shit, you know. It, I I don't take back anything I said uh, in the previous weeks about him. Mm-hmm. He's still, in my opinion, one of our better players this season. But just he just needs to learn to be more alert and cautious and focused in these bigger matches. I mean, he doesn't need to take the bait that teams like Leipzig dangle in front of him and mm-hmm. uh, take chances on the ball when being pressed in those situations. Well, because I mean, we like, saw him do that a few times before. This goal, yeah, he, it was like, he tried to play it was like it out. sixty seconds before, yeah. if that, the exact same play happened, mm-hmm. and it's like, dude, just you know, Leipzig are going to be pressing that high, and they're looking very well disciplined today. Just don't take those chances, especially when you're a center back. There's no one that's going to be behind you, and he just kept playing with it, and it's, you're gonna you're gonna get punished for that, which we got punished for everything this game. But after the first goal, that's whenever we really pulled back and then started looking, you know, more cautious, less eager to go forward. And then when they had the uh, lucky deflection to get in the second, that's just when our heads dropped. Yeah. I'm watching this game and seeing how well coached and just the tactics and how they, they just had such a solid gameplay in Leipzig. Now I'm concerned. It's like, what was our game pl- game plan or backup plan? It just felt like we had no That's exactly what I plan. was thinking too. And th- it seems like Rosa doesn't have that ever to begin with. I mean, we're, we're struggling to find like the first game plan that he can think yeah. of, let alone anything after that. And man, I mean, you're going into halftime. We, we had a few a handful of chances, but again, heads dropped and our energy is a sting out of our tax has been completely ripped from Leipzig. And you know, Rosa's going into that halftime, and I can't believe he didn't make any, you know, substitutions at half. It, it just, it blew my mind. There's no way that he went in that dressing room knowing how, you know, at times we, or not at times, most of the time, at weak mentally this team is, 
And he's like, no, we're, I think we're fine. We're just going to switch our system to a four at the back. So we came out four, three, three, and that should be good enough. I mean, it's just, it's just not, it's just not, there's no way those, those players are going to be able to dig themselves out of that on a day like, you know, where Leipzig is on their day. You know, they're the best team in the Bundesliga this calendar year so far. Are there any changes that you would have made or like at halftime, who would you like to mm-hmm. see come in? What, what would you like to see switch around? Yeah, so I, I would have made a few changes. And before I even say them, I, I have to acknowledge also, whenever they were eventually brought in, they were piss poor. At yeah. 97% of our players today were uh, piss poor. I, I would love to, I was thinking about this before we started recording, I would love to give it a like player-by-player player breakdown almost. Yeah. But not in this game, because they were all just shit. Yeah, but- they were. <laughs> they were. Okay, so I said already that Silva was covering Witzel in his cover shadow. And it just cut off our circulation in the buildup. We couldn't really get it central uh, to get up the field. So I would probably take out Witzel and bring in Dahoud. Dahoud's got a higher work rate. He's quicker and he's faster and he's able to get out of those cover shadows as well as when he gets the ball, he's got tremendous agility and passing range and vision to be able to ping those balls back out of our third and, and out of the middle third and into their third. And I mean, I know Witzel had like a decent game, but again... He just was kind of invisible at times because, you know, he was covered so well. And, and again, Dahoud was horrible when he did come on. But I think, you know, maybe he just would have been, sh- you know, shit in general. But I think it's a little different we were, coming out at halftime. Yeah, with, exactly. With the big whatever hype up or getting your ass ripped at, at like by Rosette. Maybe, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't yell at him at halftime. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what goes on in the locker room. But it's definitely, it, I think it would have been different coming on at half with the fresh start, fresh mindset, rather than, well, the game plan still wasn't working, so now I have to come in and try to fix it. Yeah. I think it could have changed the game completely. who probably would have been able to do more if you know, we had a little bit better um, mentality going into the second half and you know, not only changing our system, but bringing in fresh legs and fresh ideas that could have been able to you know, uh, kickstart our attacks again. But you know, 20 minutes or however many, 30 minutes into the second half when Dahoud comes on and we're really down in the dirt now, that's whenever it's going to be a lot harder for him to work himself into the game as well as lift others around him. And he just wasn't able to complete any passes, unfortunately. They, they, they scored another goal and then we subbed, right? We, yeah, They yeah, scored in the 58th and then we brought on our subs about the 60th. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact time, but yeah, yeah, at that point, it's... It's pretty much done and dusted, yeah. unfortunately. So, you know, at halftime... Um, I don't know if the dressing room was just thinking like if we just come out fighting, we can just pull the game back easy. But it just, it just, it wasn't going to be that easy. It, it, everyone was already playing that piss poor, and again, I think we really just have to have some uh, fresh ideas going into the second half. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think the commentators were even saying it, and I've said it before with Dortmund, especially with Holland on the field. If we go down, I'm confident. Like if we we give up an early goal. I'm confident we can come back, and we've seen us make an incredible comeback uh, this season before. But just how that game was going, and how how much control Leipzig were in—not possession wise, but just on yep. top on top of us on and and capitalizing on our mistakes. Um, to, to that, that was, uh, yeah. I was going to say this: like for a team like Leipzig to have only 36 percent of the possession and really control the game that well, the last like 70 minutes of this game is pretty impressive. It, again, it wasn't just down to us being piss poor, but Leipzig, again, being very well-disciplined, very patient and clinical in their um, attacks. Well, but, even us having possession, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. we were not controlling the game no, at all. No, that's what we I was were saying, just yeah. passing it. You mentioned it before, passing it back and forth. We tried so many long balls because we were getting frustrated and we can't create anything. But how? That, that's why we go back. I go back to Rosa what's your game plan? Because mm-hmm. that, that can't be it. You can't be satisfied with with the center backs just pack, passing it back and forth, slowly getting pushed back, pushed back, and then just hit yeah, a long ball, ball up to Holland and hope hope that he, that he gets it. Especially when you get like a gut check like that and you have that lucky deflection from Leipzig and you're going to halftime at 2-0 down. I just, I just don't understand how Rosa doesn't have a, any sort of backup game plan. So that was pretty... You know, it's was, it was pretty embarrassing to watch, but you know, I I really think we just it also it's not entirely on him as well. It's you know, I think it also comes down to the recruitment 
you know, like, are we wanting to have more players at this club that truly would like, you know, really want to give everything like their heart and soul into the team? Because it looks like half of the time this season, like six of our starters couldn't really give a shit. And, you know, I, I think that's really going to affect you in these, in these kinds of games. And you're, you're just not going to be able to win titles like that. Like, that's just not how champions act. Like Bayern act like champions. I, I've said it uh, back in the winter, but you know, Bayern come out every single game wanting to demolish another team and they are ready to demolish another team. And they again, just act like champions and we just, and we just crumble. We roll over and we just hold L's. So I guess looking at ahead, I don't know. I mean, this season's toasted. I, we're not, is there toasted. is a, there's a chance of uh Bayern. I, I haven't seen an update, but Bayern, missing yeah. out on their points from the weekend from having 12 guys on the field for like you know, 17 seconds but it doesn't matter I was gonna say it, if we would have won this game if we would have had a plan it played well or anything I don't know if we would have won uh, then yeah oh it's on but now I'm, I've am i lost even if Bayern do drop those points we just we just don't deserve to catch up at oh, this no. point you just simply but, don't there's been so many of these games I mean it's so so much up and down and there's so many games that we we just we need to win, and we flop. Like all the all the big games against direct rivals, or uh, all all of our big European games and Champions League. If you look at that, it's just been so poor. Mm-hmm. Um, and really and we we've lost like we with huge score deficits too. Mm-hmm. You can't you come can't come at this game saying injuries are the problem either. I no. mean Rosa had pretty much everyone at his disposal, and still we just had this kind of result. But yeah, I mean. I guess at one point you could argue like it looked like there might have been a comeback when Malin had that header uh, from the like the weird Chan over the head kick, and you know then it's three one and you know maybe you could get some sort of results out of this. But man, just like after that goal, we just completely like if it's even possible switched off even more and gave Danny Olmo acres of space outside of our box for you know he made that that shot look easy. I don't know if you remember the uh, oh yeah it, it was a. Great shot. Unbelievable shot. Nobody was on him. No, nope. <laughs> no. I mean, they were giving him acres of space. They just, again, they didn't care. That players just don't look like they care. It's, it's, it's humiliating. It's embarrassing, and it's unbelievably frustrating too. I mean, this was supposed to be like, you know, an uh, an inspirational return for the fans, and you know, all this bullshit over the last few weeks that the team has been posting on like their profiles of like you know, we care about the fans. We're going to wear these special jerseys and everything. And it's like, okay, great. But like, can you put it, you know, where it actually matters on the field? And then the team's just looking at us like, no, <laughs> no, we're going to hold our L's. It was pretty, it, pretty ironic for them to wear those special jerseys. Yeah. St. Louis was on those jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing my name for that, with that uh, kind of performance. And, you know, just the, the support is for them to show up and give, that kind of support to the team and, and not just at the game, but before the game around the whole city. I mean, again, that whole town was just bouncing and just nothing in return. It's, it's, it's just shocking. I, I was, I was just flabbergasted watching this game. So what, I feel like I asked you this question early in the podcast when we started, I remember after what loss, but where do we go from here? What happened? Like, how do we turn this around? Not this season, but what, what is this? Well, ne- leading in next season, and like, Ro- do you, how do you feel about Rosa? I've backed him a lot, and I, I've put a lot of blame on injuries, and mm-hmm. I've kind of been like, he, I, I've felt like he hasn't had the opportunity to maybe command and coach how he wants to or needs to do the to the injuries and um, and all that. But now, I, now I question it because I don't see a game plan. We haven't seen a game plan all year. I don't know what style we're gonna play. I don't know what. Or his style, what he wants to implement. I don't, I don't know any sort of game plan, lineup, formation. I don't know what's going to happen. And now I'm starting to lose faith in him. I've seen a lot of kind of mixed feelings. I see a lot of people still backing him on Twitter mm-hmm. and saying it's more the board and the club decisions, the recruitment and, and, and all that. And I get, this is not really his team. Like he did not pick any of this team. He was just inherited, which I've said before. Um, but, but still I look at the game like this. And as I mentioned before, against direct rivals who are maybe a little more direct in the standings. I mean, we're, we're sitting decent in second, but at this rate, I was like, maybe we, people will catch up in just our, our performances in, in champions league and Europa league and, uh, Pokal and, and, and just these big game performances. We can't seem to 
do it. And that has me a little more worried and concerned. Yeah, with we, Rosa. We, well, yeah. So we haven't been able to perform at a lot of big games this season. That's a good point. But going all the way back, I mean, you can't focus on next season until you ne- you know you have to take one game at a time and focus on these next few weeks. We are in for a true demolition on international television in a few weeks in Munich if we don't really start to you know, commit to a real game plan and put some real time, money, and resources into what we're going to do these next few games. Because, I mean, Munich are just going to rip us apart. Um, we need a game plan that, that doesn't allow our squad to not completely dismantle in the first 30 minutes or when we go... You know, just one nail down even. And we need to have some sort of connection on the field too because, you know, Rosa is supposed to be, if there's any tactics you could put to his name, would just be high-energy, free-flowing, attacking football. But, I mean, how much disconnect could we see on Saturday alone? I mean, we had zero final passes to just finish off a handful. He's like, should be easy chances. But just, again, we just so disconnected. Even at the end, whenever Brent came in and he had that, fake shot and sent like three of the Leipzig players going one way and then just had like a send off and Malin wasn't even really he wasn't even on the same planet. Just those players just looked like they'd never played together before. Um so I mean that's the, those are the first few things I would address. I mean in recent weeks I would argue our attacks are looking worse than our defense. I mean going back to even you know Mainz or uh Cohn, I I really think we we're struggling more in attacks. Even Augsburg you know? Yeah, that's what it feels. It feels like is it's not even the defense is the issue now. I mean, it is, and it, it still, still is, is an issue. Yeah. But it seems like there's no plans or ideas. I don't see what they're trying to do on the field other than pass it back and forth and hit a long ball up there. I, I like. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of creativity. I haven't seen a lot of the uh, really quick one-two passes that we talked about a lot before. Like. That, that this team can be good at. It just seems like there's no plan, and I don't, I don't, yep. I don't know what to look out for. I don't know what to be excited about. I, and I, I don't know. I don't even know what I want to see in these last few games. Obviously, I want to see the team perform a little better and consistently, but I don't see that happening, too. And I, I think, as you said, it's not all Rosa. It is a, a lot on the players. Um, but I just don't know how we fix it. I don't know how we move on until the summer and we can clear people out and bring some new people in. I just, I don't know. I'm kind of at a loss. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a tough one. I I think some real look or looks need to be put into recruitment this summer, but for the next few weeks again, Rosa needs to come at this with, you know, a different mindset and you know, trying to come up with systems that help create a little bit more opportunities going forward and hopefully we can take those chances. I think that would help us immensely of just simply putting these away because we've had countless games this season where we have a few chances early on don't finish them off, unfortunately, and then they come back to bite us and they ask 10, 12 minutes later. So not collapsing in the first few minutes and, you know, not putting our, dropping our heads, trying to find more space going forward in different areas. I know it sounds pretty, you know, vague, but anyway. Okay. So let's talk about, I'm going to do a few more before we move on to Stuttgart and other things. I just want to do like two or three individual standouts. So People were asking about Holland. I mean, what, what did you think of him this game? You have, if you have a take on him, I, I I don't have much. I don't know. I I think it it doesn't all come come down to him though. I think he wasn't getting the service, um, and and that lead that that leans into what you were talking about about not creating or not not getting those passes connected, um, and he's not getting the service, so he's not having shots on goal or not not being Holland like we see. Yeah. And it's not like he didn't make any runs during this game. I just think it was just a matter of we couldn't time them correctly at all. I saw a handful of times where like Guerrero made a run or Holland made a run. It just wasn't timed re- or well. And now we're just kind of looking to pass it back to Hamels in the middle and then it's back and forth. their center backs again. So, I mean, he, he did all right, I guess just again, so much disconnect and, just hopefully we can find uh, better ways to look for look for him going forward. I, I think the only person we could even consider for a man of the match because I think everyone was shit is like maybe Jude. I mean Jude still played his heart out, and I forget what at timestamp it was in the game, but he was like getting just ripped apart by like three different Leipzig players, and he was still taking like all three on, and ended up with a ball and got fouled. It was like in our third, so 
he's one of those few players in the field we can look at and point to him and be like, that's a player that like wants to be here and wants to make changes in this team and, you know, lift others around him. Do you, I guess back to big picture stuff, do you see this collapse as far as not connecting? And it seems like we're not pressing as a, a strong unit anymore. Like we've, we've seen us do. I think that's been a struggle for us most of the season. I mean, I don't think the pressing was much of of our issue in this game, like at least us pressing, which is like dealing with Leipzig's press, yeah, and uh, a few other things. But I mean, do you think any, that has any been of this, an issue? Definitely, I guess player. It just seems like a lot of player. The, the players aren't connected. They're like really disconnected. They can't link anything up. Do you think that's down to frustration, uh, like them frustration with the team, and and that is that an issue that's kind of eating yeah. away this team? Yeah, kind of, but it also. I think those players to begin with, when they're recruited here, they kind of view this uh, this opportunity to play for us as like a stepping stone, and they're not really putting our heart into it, so it, it becomes easier to get frustrated at others around you, unfortunately. So again, I think that really comes down to recruitment of... Sebastian Kale has thankfully addressed that a handful of times since he's been hired, of like, we're going to get players going forward that want to be here. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to help a lot with not only you know, connect the players better on and off the field, but, you know, bring a, a true identity and intensity back to our play and like a bite to our play, you know? Yeah. I, I'm still excited and, and hopeful about Kale and yeah, me too. this summer, what this summer could look like. Although I, I said, I'd worry and I'm concerned about Rosa. I'm not necessarily saying I want him out. I have no idea who you would, who you would bring in. And I think him given the opportunity to help build the team and, and really start to shape that um, will be a lot more beneficial. It's just, mm-hmm. it sucks that this whole season has been such a throwaway. Yeah. And especially with Holland's last year, it is, yeah. it's, it's a very big missed opportunity. We could have, we could have won silverware these last, these past three or four years. It's not like we didn't have opportunities to do so, which I mean, we did, we won the Pokal and that's huge. And that was amazing to witness, but could have won more is what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know what's going to ask. <laughs> I, I was just, just going to ask, do you think there's any chance Rosa isn't here next season? I mean, I think he will be here. I'm, I th- I think he probably will be unless we really continue to spiral the rest of the season because then that shows that this manager is, you know, just doesn't have the dressing room on his side and um, isn't able to lead this team. Yeah. But I, it's it's very unlikely. If we, if we continue to collapse, you know, who knows? But I've seen a lot of reports on i mean it's twitter it's but who knows so where that stuff comes from but i've seen it seems like there's a positive connection between him and the players it seems yeah, like he's, yeah. he's got the backing of the players um and one thing i see a lot is they all get so motivated motivated and fired up by his inspirational spe- speeches I'm like i don't care how inspirational you sound because clearly you're not inspiring anything on the field and that's mm-hmm. why if there is this good connection i just that's it. It all just seems so concerning to me. I don't know when when you look at at that compared to what we're seeing on the field. That's my big concern, and I don't have an answer. I mean, yeah, it's like I don't, the questions. The hardest thing is how you're going to translate that onto the field or onto the pitch. You know? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just it. It just it's a it just sucks. It sucks that this whole season has been a, a wash. But do you want to get into some Twitter questions? Yeah, sure. I, I that I just wanted to get all that shit off my chest because. I mean, like every other supporter this Saturday, I just sat there with my jaw dropped for 90 minutes straight. I couldn't believe what I was witnessing. Yeah, it was humiliated. Brutal. Um, okay, so first Twitter question. <clears throat> we might be bouncing around with topics here a little bit, but it's from uh, Native Spade, who is the, uh, runs the Borussia STL supporters group. So shout out Nate with your badass mustache. Love Nathan, yeah. He's um, a great guy. He's, it's awesome that he was able to connect so many of us in St. Louis, and uh, the club's great. So, appreciate you, Nathan, and we'll have to have you on here soon. What effect do you think Sule will have on the back line? Who would you drop and or sign to short things up? Also, did Berkey get the uh, did Berkey get the right amount of blame or how much of his problems were indicative of a weak defense? Um, I want to touch on that real quick. Okay, There was something that came out about Berkey saying he wants to get a few minutes at the end of the season, just so you can say goodbye, goodbye to the fans, which would be really cool to see. Um, and then all the St. Louis people can see him in action for a little yeah. bit. Um, and then also on that note, this was a big points 
after the game. Uh, I don't remember who the interviewer was, but he interviewed Koble and he kind of threw this at Koble, um, kind of seeing if he would put any blame on the defense. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, and he played it cool. And it was a tough question that, to answer. But he also, uh, who's Leipzig's goalie? Golachi. Yeah, yeah Golachi. He asked Golachi the same thing about Koble. He's like, what do you think of a Koble? And he's had a good season, but he's leaking all these goals. And I was like, dude, don't ask that to the opposing. <laughs> Who? And he also did a good job of answering that. And it's like, well, I don't really want to talk about the other team, but he's a great keeper and like yeah. showed him some good respect. But it's inter- interesting that question being asked and also us getting this question about Berkey. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, so Sule will bring, obviously, a physical presence. I think in the same situations that you saw with Chan on Saturday, if you were to slip Sule into that exact same position, he minimizes a lot of those kinds of mistakes. I mean, Sule's not that really boneheaded when it comes to tackling. He's, uh, you know, just as composed on the ball of, as Chan. Not not as much as a great dribbler, but he's very composed and he's incredibly huge and strong. So no one's going to be able to, you know, body him off like they did with Chan. And I'm not saying Chan is a weak player. You know, he's one of our strongest, but. You know, Chan and Sule are just like whole different ballparks, in my opinion, when it comes to strength. So, yeah, composure, uh, a good passing range as well, speed, strength, all things that are going to really help us uh, for our defensive issues, for sure. Especially if we get Schlotterbeck, which I've said I'm not trying to get too excited about transfer. It's up and down Transfers with him yet. every day, it seems like. You know? I've seen a lot. There, it seems like lately, last 24, 48 hours, there's been a lot more talks yeah. about him coming which, in, which is exciting. I don't know how legit all that stuff is. A lot of the times it could just be random Dortmund Instagram accounts trying to get clout. But I mean, it also it wouldn't surprise me too much because, again, I think the board's wanting to make some statements this summer. But yeah, I mean, Berkey, Berkey, the last part of that question, Berkey's an interesting one. I talked to him about him before, but, you know, he had plenty of dips in form um, uh, during his tenure at Dortmund. You know, plenty of shots looked very savable and he made some pretty. Um, schoolboy like mistakes at times so i don't know if it was entirely on our defense but at the same time he deserved a hell of a lot more clean sheets than what he just ended up with you know our defense did leave him at the dry plenty of times so like a yes and no i guess for the last part of that question and i mean we we, we always get questions about transfers and like in who we drop and who we bring in mm-hmm. we've talked about a lot i mean is there anything anything else you want to throw in about what i mean who who maybe who we drop for next season? Who we bring in? Is there anything new from the last week? No, no, I don't think there is. And well, I mean, once the summer comes on and things get real, real, we'll we'll really dive in into into transfers and stuff. At this point, it, it's kind of pointless to yeah. get into all of it. And we we kind of say the same thing every week. We're linked with Adiyemi. We're linked with Schlatterbeck. Who knows what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and okay, we had a question from Temple uh, Noli in in O L I. I probably said it terribly wrong, so I'm sorry. But uh, how can the transition from defense to attack be better? Because they have, uh, they always have possession, but lose it in the midfield. Hmm. Which we, <laughs> this last game, it seemed like we had no possession in the midfield, and it was just, <laughs> hey, center backs, pass it back and forth, and then kick it up to Holland. Try to, um, yeah, uh, we we dominated like possession numbers wise, but we couldn't control the game much at all. Our transitions have been a problem as well this season. You know, we we can't really decide between dropping back deep when we lose the ball and really solidifying and being compact or staying compact, uh, so we can be able to you know shut down a bunch of their chances. It's between like that and then also like a team press, and it's just kind of a half ass at both. So we just you know some players will drop back and the others will like try to press, but not well and not um, in a disciplined manner. So people just kind of slide right by. So I would, again, I think to fix that, Rosa needs to look at recruitment and at the same time, you know, we mentioned before, a real um, solid uh, box-to-box midfielder I think would help a lot with that. One that's, you know, got the intelligence and vision and maybe agility to get out of those high-pressing areas as Dahoud, but at the same time has the composure and, um, you know, body stature of Witzel and the, you know, uh, IQ of Witzel. I think both of those could really help in that area because they can not only help link up the off- or defense to offense when we have possession, but at the same time shut down attacks going the other way. Um, that's probably the number one thing I would look at because, yeah, Witzel at times like wants to try to help shut down attacks, but he just doesn't have the speed anymore. So mm. 
I also read that question in my mind completely wrong. I was just thinking <laughs> transitioning from the defensive line to attack, which oh. is why I was like, oh, we're just hitting long balls. Yeah. So I apologize. I'm glad you knew what he was saying. <laughs> and, uh, Maybe I read it wrong. Who knows? No, I don't think so. I think that makes way more sense because that is something where, yeah, we, we can win the ball back occasionally, but we're – I kind of mentioned it before is maybe on our, our press this season, like we haven't been as in tune. Mm-hmm. Uh, so someone might be able to win the ball and then uh, there's just no one to get it to. If if one guy is pressing really hard, um, then no one's going to be there around him. Or even if he gets a touch and then a touch that clears it out to the middle, but no one's swooping in to grab it. And, and also that the almost inconsistency of the midfield, um, mm-hmm. And not not building those connections. So you win the ball over. Who who do you get it to? Who's that point person? And I think that's a lot of individualism in the team too. Is if they win it, all right, I'm going to run with it. But you you need that that person to kind of keep 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 you in check and yeah, and not, command and control the situation. Mm-hmm. And I think Jude does a great job at that. But I just think he needs someone next to him to do a lot of that dirty work. I mean, someone like a Delaney would compliment Jude terrifically, in my opinion. You know, someone that's that's able to close down those attacks whenever we're losing position at the same time. You know, has the ability to track all the way back and leave Jude uh, a little bit of space to be a little bit more attacking. But, uh, yeah. Cool. We'll do uh, one more Twitter question from Nico Vidoy. Uh, what do you think about the Akanji interview uh, where he was insulted by a BVB fan? Should Akanji know better and react differently or was the fan out of line? I did not see this, but you said you did. So. Yeah. I, I saw a clip of it. I don't. <clears throat> I didn't dive too much into the behind the scenes of it much. I just saw it was like a 15, 20 second clip or something like that online. But it looked like, again, you can't see the person that's yelling at Akenji. He's behind the camera. And it looks like Kenji just got pretty frustrated. He was already caught up in the emotions and the heat of the moment. And I think he just said into the mic, um, you know, the fans are great in here and everything, but I wish I had some more support at times. And I think it's kind of a mix of both. I mean... I don't think if you're, you know, a true fan of Dortmund, you were like trying to harass our players and especially like someone like a Kenji that I don't think deserved a lot of uh, hate for this game. I mean, he didn't play great, but he also wasn't like the reason that we gave up goals or anything like that. So I wouldn't have been able, I wouldn't really like came adamant like that. And also at the same time, a Kenji is a professional and he also has had plenty of support here too. I mean, he's been here for years and his first year he was like known for constantly giving the ball away in dangerous areas and, you know, just giving away needless goals for pretty much an entire season. So, and he was able to have this, you know, redemption arc to be one of the most underrated center backs in Europe. And he, he all or did that all in the same club. So I don't know if, you know, what he said of like, I need more support is kind of accurate. I was kind of like immobile esque. Also with all the reports of, it, it seeming like he doesn't want to be here anymore. And, and yeah, I mean, that, it, it that does be, seem like that. It, that can think, be come down to a lot of things. Like maybe mm-hmm. he doesn't feel supported yeah. and whatnot, but us giving you $10 million a year doesn't mean we don't want to support you, but you just bailing, <laughs> acting like you're already bailing. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. Um, but you know, everything that's said on, on Twitter, you know what's out there, but yeah, pretty interesting. Um, and all right, should we move on to a little happier things or? Sure, yes. Yeah. So, uh, just two quick last things. The women's update. Um, of course, we saw a tweet from our good friend Adam saying that the women's team conceded their first goal ever or in this season, which is... I remember one of you told me that a few weeks back that they didn't concede any. I was like, that's and their unbelievable. Goal, goal differential was... Like 86 or something. So this is just them. So they did concede one goal, but they also scored 13, 13. in the game. So not not a lot of concern. Yeah, it was against uh, <laughs> Berghofen, if I'm uh, saying that correctly. And yeah, 13 to 1. So that was our first goal conceded as a club for a women's Bruce Dortmund team. So And they are... They you know what? Not good enough. <laughs> Let's scrap the how, team. How dare they? Uh... Yeah, so they're they're still flying, and you, despite them being on uh, what sixth tier of the I mean, seventh tier, seventh tier, Kreisliga I, uh, you, you can watch their games. There are some live stream links um, if you want to check out all the stats and learn more about the women. We're talking about a lot 
He uh, does some women updates with us occasionally, but Adam at Foosball Tweet on Twitter. So we'll link all his info so you can learn more and follow the women's team who are flying and will probably win a trophy this year because they are in a cup competition. So Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, got, we have all that linked in the description if you just scroll below in the podcast. And then uh, looking ahead to Stuttgart. Yep, quick preview for Stuttgart this weekend. Uh Stuttgart have been picking up some form since mid-February. They've only got one loss in their last six matches. I haven't seen them play much at all this season, to be honest with you, but I do remember them in the past year or two bringing the Bundesliga some really energetic and entertaining football. Uh, I read that this year they've gone usually with the approach of like a 4-3-3 to try to man-mark an opposition's back three, if that makes sense to you. Um that sounded that sounded condescending, and I'm sorry. How dare you? <laughs> Do you get that? Do you What's get that, Jake? Man to man, um, marking. It's yeah, man marking. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I know Carver. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's funny. He's like, oh, he is an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that that was kind of worrying to you know kind of analyze because we're you we've been running a back three and we're pretty prone to making mistakes at the back, but. Rosa also, I think, fancies a back four more than anything, so I imagine he'll probably go with that going into this one. But uh, like Leipzig, Stuttgart also like to counterattack, and they counterattack well, and they counterattack with pace. Uh, thankfully, a lot of their, or one of their best players, Borna Sosa, their long, long, young Croatian left back, has like seven assists this season. So he is unfortunate well not unfortunate for us but unfortunately for Stuttgart out until I think mid April for another week or two so I imagine he won't be playing this game so thankfully for us I think a lot of their some of their sting going forward uh, at least from the left side is going to be out of this one for this game and thankfully again we don't really have anyone on the right that would have been able to match up with them so but Stuttgart is also in a relegation battle too I think they're right in the zone for a playoff spot so every point for this season goes or going on uh, going forward counts for them so this will be yet another gritty game to show the true underlying personalities of the squad um i i did this to you last week where i kind of just threw it at you but as far as a predicted lineup what are there any players or any changes you you might want to see with uh i mean anywhere midfield attack i mean dehoud maybe see dehoud come back in yeah is what i would like to see Attacking options. I would love to see Reyna start and give him a chance to to I don't know r- run things. I because I thought he looked really good with USA in the international break, and I would just love him to get a run. And I don't know. We, I no one I, no one's claiming their spot. Yeah, exactly. I know. So, no, nobody wants to start for this team. It's crazy, and that's the opposite of the problem that you want to have as a coach. You know, I, I don't think Reyna looked that great in the in Saturday, and it sucks because I kind of want to see him start, but I also don't know if he's really the person to pick to start in that slot either. Mm-hmm. I'd personally probably go Malin. I mean, Malin netted one, and it probably gives him a boost in his confidence. It's five goals this season in the league alone, and I think he could probably help provide um, that attacking sting a little bit more. But yeah, I would at least like to see Gio come on at some point in this game, so... Probably a back four with Royce, Mullen, and uh, Holland as like a 4-3-3. And then the midfield of maybe Witzel as like a six, and then Bellingham and Dehoud on either side of them. Yeah. I guess I I would also like to see Mullen start. Mm -hmm. I don't know what, I didn't have an actual lineup formation in my head, but I was thinking I would like to see Reyna and Mullen. We've kind of been back and forth with Mullen. Also, it's kind of like what, is his position because yeah. some people are calling for him to start. And I want to know, are, are you having him start over Holland? Cause I don't, I still don't think that's the answer, but starting him as a, like a, a winger position. Yeah. I don't hate that idea. I, I like seeing him even cut, cut in from the left. I was saying, I know you mentioned that before that you like him a little bit more in those wider areas. And I think that's probably where I would slot him in for Saturday as well. Just kind of like under the, under Holland and yeah. able to make runs off of him, which I think Holland thrives off that. I mean, he needs, people to be uh, making runs around him. I mean, him and Sancho linked up, linked up beautifully like that. I mean, they were the best duo in Europe. And I'm not saying Mullen is Sancho, but, you know, some qualities there that are similar. Yeah. I uh, So I, I'd be interested in seeing him starting on the wing. Um, I guess it, if we start kind of similar, like a three three at the back, so if, if we do. Saying, okay, you're saying three at the back? 
I don't know. I'm just, I have the lineup pulled up in front of me. Okay. Like I said, I, me saying I want Reina in doesn't also mean I want Royce out. I would yeah. want Royce starting in there. I, just, I don't know what my lineup is, but I guess what are, what are your thoughts on Hazard and Wolf? Cause I don't, if we play this kind of back three Hazard was the wing back, but Wolf could play that. What are your, I don't start uh Hazard personally. I, I don't know what to say about him at this point. He's been really in, uh, unconvincing for a while now. Probably Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. What what is your square prediction? Oh my god, <laughs> I have no idea. I'm gonna. I, I've I'm, said it before. I want a nice, simple. I just want. I'll take a simple one zero. I'll take a. I'll take a one zero loss. Honestly, really, I don't want us to That's, lose. I would rather. Sounds lo- like you do. <laughs> I would rather us lose one zero than just get blown away. We've had so many big defeats, and it's so. Yeah, we have been humiliated a lot this season. Usually those kind of games like on Saturday happen like two, maybe three times a year. And we've had seven of those pretty much. The last time I... Not in the league, but like across uh, all competitions. I mean, the last time I called for two draws was the worst two draws of our season against Rangers. And then I don't remember the other one, but they both felt like terrible losses. I'm not calling for a loss. I'm not calling for a draw, but it's very hard for me to predict. Are you predicting a 1-0 loss Um, is what you're saying? No, 2-0. 2-0 loss? 2-0 win. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, I'm going to go, I mean, I imagine we concede again. I'm going to go 2-1, us. It'll be, I imagine we'll probably net one relatively early because we'll be coming out fired up, wanting to, you know, give a response from Saturday and then net another stupid-ass goal because Dortmund, and then probably (laughs) 75th minute on, we net one. Holland's going to finally score again, 2-1. I don't know if we're going to score early. But who knows? Hey, you yeah. know what? I'm changing my prediction. Oh, all uh, right. 5-0 win. <laughs> You're insane. No. I mean, that's how we've been going this season. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that all, Carver? Yep, that's it. Cool. I'm glad you, you had a lot to say because I, as I said before the episode, I could have not said anything. I could have just written this week off yeah. as far as uh, not be sad about Dorman. But I... I I was the complete opposite. I, I've been waiting. Wanted I, I, I wanted to like not be depressed for a few days, but I wanted to like keep the same energy I had of just pure anger from Saturday uh, tr- and try to channel it into this. Is it Would it be better or worse if we did episodes immediately after the game? I don't know. That's <laughs> You know what? I, I'd, pro- I'd probably get in trouble for shit, I'd say. <laughs> well, this one, I, I almost watched the game again to... Pr- prep myself for the episode I was like oh, I'm gonna be way too mad I can't yeah. do that so it's nice to have a couple days in between yeah I um, agree but Dortmund does play this Friday um 1 central time for us of course on ESPN plus I think the women are back in action this weekend so I'll have all the details about that in the description thank you for hanging out hope hopefully this has been a nice it wasn't nice but a, a bit of a therapy session rant and rave session for you as much as it was for us although I said I didn't want to sit here and talk anything I'm glad I have Carver to talk with and talk through things. So, um, yeah, here's to look ahead to next season. Yep. Um, thanks so much for listening. Again, you can find us anywhere by searching the BVB podcast. Please follow us Twitter and Instagram at the BVB pod. I'm going to ask you to do us a favor. If you like hanging out with us, if you've been hanging for a while and, uh, you want to throw us a little review and a rating on Apple and Spotify, that would be Awesome. So we'd really appreciate it. Yeah, the feedback's been great for this show. We're learning as we go, and it's been an absolute blast. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't expect that any sort of traction to get going, considering we're from the Midwest and we're talking about a German <laughs> soccer team. But, uh, you know, we're, we're getting some decent numbers. So yeah, if anyone wants to go ahead and share some love, that'd be huge. Yeah, really appreciate everyone who's listened so far. And uh, if you spread the word of the two guys from St. Louis talking about Dorman. Yeah. Cool. All right. We'll see you later. See ya. Bye.